Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to After Work Drinks, your weekly dose of news, pop culture, and Pinot Noir, brought to you by journalists and magazine editors Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill. I just did that off the bat without the thing. What about best friends? Oh. What's changed? <laughs> journalists and magazine editors. Is that what I said? <laughs> I didn't have the script up, and I was like, I cannot be bothered trying to find it right now. <laughs> Is this your real way of breaking up with me? Mm-hmm. I've met someone else. How's it going? Pretty good. Freezing again. So I've, I've figured that um, the thing with London is don't ever leave. Because if you leave and go somewhere warm, you come back and you actually catch hypothermia. And you feel depressed about the weather. Mm-hmm. We had a very international week last week. So we were we didn't record an episode. Sorry. you guys didn't notice. <laughs> Sorry. I went to China and I really thought that I'd figured out the whole VPN situation. Because the last time I went to China, I just didn't even know that it was a thing so I just got there and all I could use was Bing for four days what is Bing like Bing.com it's like the roguest search engine ever <laughs> like that's what they use in Gossip Girl I can't believe they don't have Google don't have Google don't like they don't have anything they don't have Google don't have Facebook don't have Instagram don't have YouTube don't have oh no they do have YouTube because I ended up watching this oh no <laughs> maybe they don't I don't know anyway there's like nothing no Google Maps so this time I downloaded a VPN beforehand and I was like, I've got it all figured out, but it doesn't work on your laptop, just on your phone. Fuck. Yeah. I got a message from Zach on Instagram being like, Grace needs me to tell you that she can't contact you in any way other than Skype. Yeah, literally. It was like <laughs> Skype and like just text message, but you have an international phone. So we're basically contacting each other via like fax machine for I three know. days. 
So yeah, we didn't record an episode. I was also in Milan and I got to the Airbnb and the Wi-Fi was so bad and I was just waiting for you to be like, all right, let's do the podcast. And I was going to have to break it to you then. So then when you couldn't access the internet, it was brilliant. Perfect. The perfect situation. (laughs) How was Milan? How was Milan Fashion Week? Um, It was very fun. It was busy. It's always, it's just like, Fashion Week's always just a lot. There's always a lot yeah, on. Yeah, it's like a lot, a lot, a lot, and then it's all over and you're like, what the hell happened? Yeah. So there was presentations, fashion shows, eating lots of pasta, eating heaps of tiramisu, croissants, parties, <laughs> pizza. <laughs> Prada, <laughs> parties. Pa- parties, There's pizza. something about Italy. I remember the last time I was in Italy and I just ate like 10,000 calories in a day. Like something just happens to your body where you can eat like a pizza for lunch, a pizza for dinner. And then four ice cream cones or something. You just completely change as a person. So I got, well, I mean, this is, you know me, this is my dream situation because mm. I am addicted to carbs. And mm. so I got there and my friend Jamie was like, they eat, all they eat every single day for breakfast is a croissant and coffee. And I was like, brilliant. And then we went for lunch and it was pasta, just a huge, huge bowl of pasta. And then dinner, a mm. huge bowl of pasta, wine, and always dessert. I was like, what? Yeah. When else would you eat dessert ever? Never. But in Italy, you're like, I need a cannoli. Yeah. I had tiramisu like every single night that I was there. Pasta for every meal bar one. It was so yum. The last time I was in Florence, I ate two four cheese pizzas in one day. <laughs> four cheese? <laughs> I could only order margarita because I didn't know any Italian. Yeah, it's quattro formaggio if you... Perfect. I'm going back. I'm going back next week. Uh, two weeks. Are you? you I'm going to Malta. Oh. oh my god! Little island hopper. Mm. Um, Anton wanted us to book a trip together because I've just been off. I got landed in London, and then five days later, I was like, "I'm going to Milan," and he was like, "Okay." <laughs> so <laughs> You've been gone for three months, but fine. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, all right then." Um, cool. We said we're going to do Italy together, and I was like, "Well, it's Fashion Week, so off I go." <laughs> um, no, what else happened? Uh, oh, Wes, did I already tell you this? Wes Anderson was like one millimeter away from me. Yeah, I feel like that's really cool. And the thing I also love about Wes Anderson is he has a really cool girlfriend slash wife that no one is really aware of. Hmm. She was also there. Oh, was she? Yeah, they're like this cute, like quirky creative couple who always go to part of things my friend chloe was taking a picture of a girl and that's just like friend chloe. yeah <laughs> my Not friend oh you're stealing all the girls um our friend chloe was taking a picture of a girl and that's just normal for her she just will take photos of stylish people all the time and then afterwards we walked away and she was like wow I can't believe that was her and I was like who because I was standing beside the girl like chatting to sort of not chatting with her but kind of like hey how's it going and then just standing on my phone waiting for Chloe to wrap it up then I realized it was Sadie Sink that's so cute I feel like that's very you to not realize till afterwards to not notice anything or to be talking to her and be like I love Stranger Things and then five minutes later be like who was that I was like do you know her she was like no I was like, she's so cute and little. Um, and then, no, but yesterday I spotted someone for the first time ever, but it's because I've met her before. So I was like, oh, I know that person. And then I was like, oh, no, it's just Alexa Chung. 
Yeah. Walking through the park. And FKA Twigs and our other favourite, Raven Smith, all in the park. I did not know about FKA Twigs. That's like one single park had all three of those people at the same time. Yeah. And you. And Maybe me. Maybe the fifth person who was like, FKA Twigs, Alexa Chung, Raven Smith and Isabel Truman yeah. all in the same park. Uh-huh. Crazy. Uh, what London, park? London Fields. London Fields. It was a sunny Sunday and... It was right when I, I literally landed off the plane and everyone was like, we're at the park. So I walked to the park and it was like a music festival because there was the sun was out and everyone, you're allowed to drink anywhere you want in London. So everyone just had bottles of wine in the park. That's so pleasant. Mm. I love that. Yeah. You know, Raven Smith has a column now in Sunday Times style. I do know that. I was reading it today. But I haven't read it. Someone today was like, what does he do? And I'm like, he just, like, turned being hilarious on Instagram into a full-time job. Yeah, cause he, but he was always a writer, right? But now just because he has a huge oh, following. Yeah. God. When's that going to happen to us? That's what I wonder all the time. Our climate strike um, photos on After Work Drinks got lots of heat. They were so good. I came, I landed off the plane and I saw them and I was like, this is hilarious. I have to send it to Izzy and it was ours. <laughs> yeah. Izzy's handiwork it was so good. There was I there was no climate change protests in China, which I know it sounds like unsurprisingly, but in Shanghai the hotel had a ban on single-use plastic, so there was like none of those little toiletries in the thing. You had to cool down for one. That's so good. Yeah, so it's more progressive, actually, than even Australia. And I was very inspired by all of the climate change protests. I'm really into Greta. I love Greta. Trying to cut down my wastage. Same. I'm feeling quite scared, like I'm getting that kind of climate change anxiety. Yeah, me too. Actually, I love that it was on because then it just – people just have more conversations around everything. Like on the weekend we were all talking about a bunch of people, me included – how we don't really want, don't think we want children if we were lucky enough to have that option. But yeah, um, heaps of people don't want them for environmental reasons now. It was actually, oh, I meant to tell you this ages ago. It was so funny. I was on this train and there was about six, like 14 or 15 year old girls and they were all just talking absolute nonsense. So they were just like, and then like Belinda said, and they were just talking crap the whole car ride. And then um, one of them was like, do you want to have children? And she was just like, no, that's completely irresponsible given the current environmental crisis. And she was like, yeah, you're right. And then they all just went back to talking crap. I was like, I'm obsessed with Amazing. these girls. Amazing. Yeah. They were the best. It was so funny, though, because then I was like, well, that's what I can blame it on now. I was like, oh, me too. But I feel like I feel like everyone gets fatigued about things now. Like everyone gets bored about like all the different causes and about feeling guilty about stuff all the time. But the environment is quite a big one mm. chloe's very good like that i i because i always carry my drink bottle everywhere i go i don't drink takeaway i have like a what's it called keep cup and i don't use straws i do all the basics i'm currently looking at you drinking a coffee that is not in a keep cup grace come on <laughs> Videos off. <laughs> it's literally here. That's worse. I know that. I forgot it. <laughs> Jesus. 
I have a keep cup at my desk and every single day I go to the coffee shop <laughs> without it and come back and just look at it. It's so bad. I know you actually do do it most of the time and giving you shit, but it's so annoying. It's much know. better stuff than me. But it in- is really annoying. But you just it's just habit forming. It's like anything. It's like like quitting smoking. Like you just slowly build up the habit. Chloe is really good though cuz I for like the real basic things I remember. But for things like I went to buy a juice and I just mm. weirdly didn't even think of it. But but with like, I would never buy bottled water, but I went to buy an orange juice and it was in plastic and I didn't even think anything. And then she was like, that's plastic. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? And like put it down and got yeah. a glass one. But I feel like you're kind of conditioned to be like, recycle, don't use straws, don't use, take away coffee cups and don't buy bottled water. But then I was like, bottled orange juice is fine. Like you just have to train yourself to be more aware all the time. Totally. And I also do believe that I was reading an interview with Stella McCartney today and she was saying how um, she thinks that brands need to have legal restrictions on, on that force them to be sustainable because she's like, we've had all this time with all the knowledge and people aren't opting into doing sustainable things because it's the right thing to do. Like you need to legally enforce it on people because we it's like plastic bags. It's no one was passionate about having plastic bags, but if they're right next to you and you have to lug around a bazillion things, you're just going to take it. But they made it illegal and everyone just got used to it in two seconds. Mm, yeah, I carry a tote everywhere, which is very, like, it's so annoying carrying totes, but I carry one everywhere. I'm like, what's the point of even having a handbag now? Yeah, exactly. And if they banned plastic bottles and straws overnight, everyone would get used to it in two seconds. Yeah, like you just grab things because there's a hundred of them there, so you just take it as a reflex. And also sustainable. I, I feel like fashion is one of the biggest ones. It's with it's all those so huge. with all the um, cheap sites. Because over here, especially like in the UK, it is crazy. When I lived here, roguely when I was eighteen, <laughs> in the years we shall not discuss, I worked at Topshop for a brief amount of time, and mm. girls would come in every single day and return clothes that they'd worn once and I guess at least they're returning them so other people can mm. can wear their like fake tan stained garments but yes people just buy things wear them once throw them out which is crazy at least we're like nowhere near like that exactly I think it's a huge thing that people need to get their brains around and it's one of the things that it's good when you're super, super into clothes when you want to spend a lot more money on, like, a quality thing. And I get that everyone doesn't have that luxury, but you just have far fewer things. Mm. Or even just Like, vintage. we don't have very many things. Yeah, or buy vintage and resell. Like, I'm so into buying things secondhand and then reselling stuff, like, one in, one out. Yeah, people are so um, always so shocked when they see how small my wardrobe is. Yeah. My, I, have a, I have a tiny wardrobe as well. My housemate was like, wow, you really left a lot in Sydney. I was like, oh, I actually didn't. This is just what I own. It's just, there's just not much. And I just, it's all like things that I'll, that I will have for years and things that I've spent good money on so that they're good quality. But then I just, I actually took them all to the dry cleaner the other day and got them dry cleaned and like buttons fixed on things. Remember how the button had off that white shirt of mine had been broken for like eight for like a year <laughs> and I just had it with a safety pin it's like anyway yeah it's those things though like I like with shoes I always get shoes resold and rehealed mm. and re- like all those little things and then they just last for years and years and years and years and years 
Yeah. But I think it's now it's hard with Instagram, obviously, because you do I feel and you both we both feel like the pressure to be wearing something different every fucking time we go somewhere. Yeah, because you were gonna put up photos. Exactly. And if you put up like I was talking to a girl about it when I was in China and I was like, when you're wearing an outfit you've worn before, you just feel less happy because you know you're not gonna get a fun photo. Like, yeah. So too. Yeah. But also, um, my friend Jamie, who is really fashionable i was with her in milan she was like she's very conscious of those sorts of things where she's like if you buy a dress with a really bright print or a really bright color just be aware like she's like be aware of that like you're probably not going to want to wear that in a year's time Mm. she's super so i'll be like i'm gonna buy this with daisies all over it and she's like just buy the plain (laughs) one (laughs) like just buy the plain one yeah yeah totally I also think fashion renting is becoming such a massive thing because of this. I lo- like, I love that idea because there are no chic rental sites. All the rental sites are like fucking ball gowns mm. that you'd wear to like your year 12 formal. Basically what you've run wore to the Emmys. Yes, it's such a good segue into the Emmys. The <laughs> Emmys was so rogue this year. I actually slapped someone at work today and I was like, is everyone stressed about the climate crisis? <laughs> so they put no effort into their outfits. Yeah, I know. I well, I, everyone threw something on with 24 hours notice. I'm only just having a look now because it happened at like one in the morning in the UK. Um, so I just looked through. I really love what Michelle Williams was wearing. Just her, yeah, whole, was- her whole vibe, not not just the dress. Yeah, she's so, so beautiful. I love Natasha Lyonne. Mm. I was really into that. And I love Zoe Kazan. I don't know if I know well. what she's wearing. She's wearing like this big Gucci like bow dress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's black with the pink and red. Her and Paul Dano are like one of my favorite couples. They're so cute. And I liked Gwyneth's vintage Valentino. <laughs> yeah, Gwyneth looked amazing. I feel like, what, what do you think I would wear out of that group? Because I think you would wear what Gwyneth wore, but maybe without the um, feathers. feathers. <laughs> I can see you in. I can see you in Natasha Lyonne's one. You're not into that. No, I'm just trying to find it again. It's just like the gold high neck Gucci long sleeve. It's so cool. <sighs> yeah, love Gwendolyn Christie and her Gucci. Oh my god, she looked so good. She's just the best human. Ever. There were so many random people here, there, like the Dawson's Creek man. Do you know my friend Jamie didn't know that Katie Holmes was from Dawson's Creek? Really? What that's else weird, do people know it? Katie Holmes from? <laughs> that's what I said. I was like, why do you think she's famous? Like, yeah. what? And she was like, I don't know. I can't, I can't name a single movie that, that woman is in. No, I think she just thought she was this rogue celebrity and she was kind of like, why do people... Because you wouldn't understand why she's iconic if you didn't know that. Like, you would yeah. just be like, why does everyone give a fuck that she's wearing that bra? Yeah. You know? <laughs> so exactly. it was so funny. And then we, I had to bring up um, all these old Dawson's Creek images of her and I had to explain the whole plot line. I haven't I haven't seen much of Dawson's Creek. Like I have a passing knowledge of it. Yeah, I think you guys were like, because you guys are the same age. I think you're a bit young. Because even yeah, I was right. young, and like I remember it was very sexual, and I was like twelve. Oh, hmm. I remember my mom watching it while she did the ironing. 
Carl. So Phoebe Waller-Bridge was there and she won three awards and we're so proud of her, obviously. Mm-hmm. Hot Priest was there. Hot Priest, yeah. Should have won. Union. But I was, I, like, I kind of wish she'd gone for it a bit more with the dress. I know. I don't think she really, does she care about fashion? Well, I'm like, Killing Eve is like this iconic fashion show. So I've always thought that she does, but maybe that is just a kind of coincidence. Mm. Everyone's so stylish in Fleabag. Like, it's a very stylish show. Mm. Maybe it's like you don't seem like a serious, like, playwright person if you get too into fashion on your own. Yeah. I didn't like her dress. It was just very princessy, like not what I'd expect from her. But yeah. the same with Judy Comer and Sandra O. Oh, like I was just really everyone just played it so like tame. I liked what Jodie wore though. Did you? I wasn't really into it. It was Tom Ford. Eh? I I, I kind of love how Sandra O oh is quite like pink and yeah, the color was nice on her. It was just very plain. I just wanted to see something wild, <laughs> and then the things that were wild just didn't work. I do not understand why Patricia Arquette has bangs. <laughs> Neither. Yeah. I, I feel like Gwendolyn Christie um, was almost the best of the night because she was just like wild and Gucci. All the best Gucci. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, it, it's exciting. And then it was the same day Gucci show where Lou Dillon and ASAP Rocky just – I don't know if that was just accidentally or on purpose, like the coolest video of all time, them chewing those twigs. <laughs> I know. I don't know what was happening. Why are they chewing twigs? Neither. Chewing twigs and watching the show and dancing together. And I was like, you guys are just Still trying amazing. to think of a meme for our account with that. Saying we've only got limited time, so I know. we'll either We're have it up and it'll have gone viral by the time you listen to this or we'll have abandoned ship. <laughs> We're already quite late. Like I saw it last night when I was in bed and I was like, what the fuck is happening? And just went to sleep. Yeah. There's I, something in there. I said Rocky's so good looking. He's so good looking and I just love that he's this fashion icon. He just wears the most amazing outfit. Zendaya looked really good. Zendaya looked really good, yeah. But even then, like, boring for Zendaya. She looks amazing, but... God, Grace, very... come on. I just found every outfit <laughs> so, so boring. I don't know. It was just this really tame year. The Bachelor happened and you want to Skype, don't you? Pardon? I know you want to Skype. I can see it in your eyes. What's Skype? Skype, that you got it right. Skype? That's a word. It's a New Zealand word. <laughs> oh, my God, is it? Yeah, we need, like, a translator. Uh, yeah. You want to show off. Do you mean, like, brag? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was 100% right. I watched the first episode and the last episode. I didn't even watch the last episode. I just watched, in China, him rejecting someone and him saying yes to someone. And it was quite cute, I guess. They, they I didn't realize she was a chemical engineer. Yeah. It's That's so what good. I said. If we like go back to the episode, I said they're like a couple that meets in a first year uni tutorial and then dates for like nine years and then gets married. It's entirely their vibe. I know. And the funny thing is, is like when they pick guys who are gonna uh, be more interesting, <laughs> they're, they're idiots and they always never end up picking the right girl and then they end up breaking up after five minutes. 
And then you get Matt, who's like this cute little nerd, and he picks Chelsea, this cute little nerd, and I'm like, I'm so bored, even though that's the point exactly. of the show. Exactly. <laughs> There's, it's like, what's the middle ground? Yeah. And then the girl who he was dry humping on the beach every two seconds. I saw someone yesterday, this lady I work with, and she was like, I'm so happy he didn't pick that strange woman. I'm just – I – if I was Chelsea and I watched that back, I would be so mad. Oh, my God, same. I feel like I'd break up with same. you. Same. I'm like, you knew you were going to pick me, surely, by this point. So why are you basically... Before. Why are you bossing someone on a beach in the middle of fucking South Africa? Yes, it's crazy. I would be so... I would, yeah, I would be like, we're breaking up now. Like, what the... What? Just rough as guts to the girl who um he rejected. I hadn't she was looking it. at him when he rejected her. Like her eyes said, "You are fucking joking." Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, because she would have been so bloody confused because they were just like having sex every two minutes. <laughs> Probably had sex the like two seconds before they he dumped her. It's so weird. Exactly. It's so weird. It's so so weird. But also her response made me be like, "Oh, this is all just." stupid because her response was like a neighbor's audition no but then did you see what she put on instagram no what'd you say she put this huge thing up straight away afterwards and was like i was completely blindsided i was so shocked i didn't even know i couldn't feel anything like i felt numb and she was like the second the cameras turned off i screamed and cried and like she was like i'm still not over it i still feel so confused i got no closure Mm. she was like i'm glad he's happy but what the fuck (laughs) Yeah, interesting. Also, when he was pretending to cry. Oh, I still I haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, he, like, was, like, <clears throat> and he, like, was shoving his fingers inside his own eyes to, like, force <laughs> something to happen. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, also, speaking of crying, um, did you see the contestants, the two contestants from Bachelor in Paradise US, um, and it's the first same-sex couple to get engaged on reality TV, the two girls? Well, that's quite it was so cute. So what happened was I was sort of watching it before I left the US and then I just got bored of it because the whole point of it, like, I feel like you only like that show if you've seen the other seasons of The Bachelor and you know who the people are. But mm. I didn't know who anyone was, so it was boring. But this one girl, she was, I think she was dating guys on it. And then um, she said that she, she came out and then said that she still had feelings for her ex-girlfriend who wasn't on the show and has never been on any Bachelor show, but they'd been dating for a few months and then they broke up. And so producers flew her ex-girlfriend in to be back mm. on, to be on the show. And they, she proposed to her at the end. That's really cute. It's so cute. Cause it's, it's like not, a, it's when I first saw that, I was like, oh, I wonder if this is like a legit relationship or if they're doing that to just be like the first people to do that. And then you realize mm. that they were dating for ages and she's not even from a reality TV show and it's so cute. How random if you were just dating someone and then you broke up and then a producer from The Bachelor like offered to fly you to Hawaii or something. Yeah, and Mexico. Opposed to with all these cameras, you'd be like, this is so confusing. Yeah, yeah. And she was so <laughs> cute as well. She was like shaking. She was like, I'm so nervous. Oh, my God. It was, it's really cute. I cried. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And they're still together, obviously. That's nice. Chelsea and Matt will definitely stay together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, did you see that? Um, but then I was like, I don't even know why I know this. Did you see that there was all this drama about Laura, what's her name? Bro- Bro- 
burn burn calling out georgia love i did oh no no i yeah no i didn't see that she um so georgia love wrote like uh, i don't even want to talk about this i'm quite bored by it (laughs) as soon as i said it i was like i can't be bothered even explaining this to you i know i was like yeah all right crack on (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know like anyone well enough to properly i never watched georgia love season like i know nothing about her so i was like oh this is gonna be a dumb conversation (laughs) here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let's get to the more important topic, which is unravel. Oh, my God, yes. So I was texting Grace. We we had heaps of messages on our Facebook group, thank you all so much, saying to listen to Unravel um, Snowball, which is season four of this ABC podcast. Um, and I finally listened. And then I was messaging Grace, and I was like, you have to listen, you have to listen. She was sort of ignoring me. And then I was like, Grace, seriously, it's so funny. And then she finally jumped on, and now we're obsessed I thought Unravel were those like, really serious Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, that's that's why that's I had the Derek Joey Road one, right, which is like the most grim thing I've ever fucking listened to. Yeah. So that's why I didn't listen to it. I didn't realise it was like a cool, funny one. Yeah. Like, it's, still, it's still bad, but it's hilarious. It's like funny, dirty John. Yeah. So when it when I first started listening, I was like, what? This, is, this sounds so... Uh, like, Because I didn't realise that the guy was this Triple J radio guy and I was sort of like this rogue New Zealand guy just sounds so like he has no idea what he's talking about but that's the whole point of it and it's so funny and they use the funniest voiceovers for all of the characters amazing they're so ruthless they just make me sound like this moron it's so funny and the dad this the dad who he says is like Murray from Flight of the Concord yeah so the whole thing is his brother the the guy who hosts the podcast brother married this American woman and they moved back to New Zealand. They, they lived in Matakana, which was like where I was a couple of months ago for that wedding. Um, and they opened a cafe and then basically she disappeared and they found out that she'd been, um, she had been stealing all their money basically. And his parents lost their house because of her, which is so sad. And they were it's retired. Really sad. So sad. They were literally homeless. They yeah. lost all their life savings and their home. Yeah, because of this horrible American woman. And then she takes off back to the US. And then this guy, Ollie, starts investigating it and finds that she'd done it to like a whole bunch of other people. 
Yeah, so he like follows where she'd done it in the past and then goes forward to where she did it after New Zealand and then kind of catches up with her. Mm, so good. Where she is now. It's so good and it's just it's hilarious. Like it doesn't sound like it should be funny, but just the way especially the way the brother talks because he's so deadpan. Like he doesn't mean to be funny, but he's yeah. so funny. Like he's saying, "Oh yeah, you know it was a bit confusing because she had two birthdays and like <laughs> and he's like, two birthdays." And he was like, "Isn't that a bit weird?" He's like, "Yeah, it is a bit fucked up, isn't it?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how wait, what were you saying how he was like you remembered that you were oh, when he proposed? Yeah, he was like, what was the proposal like? And he was like, oh, we're at Disneyland. And we were like, at one of those, what do you call it? Pirates of the Caribbean restaurants. <laughs> and he's like, did you have a ring or did you just propose on the spot? And he's like, I can't remember. He's like, so you can remember it was at a Pirates of the Caribbean themed restaurant, but not whether you proposed with a ring or not. That's so good. And then um, the episode that I just listened to, episode four, he's like, so he's been trying for ages to work out this one piece of the puzzle, which is really important. And then his dad, because obviously his parents are involved, um, his dad was like, oh, and told him just like the mate, this huge fucking piece that he just hadn't told him in eight months of investigating. And Ollie's like, dad, do you not think you could have told me that earlier? Do you not think that was important? And his dad's like, oh, I'm sure I told you. And Ollie's like, I would literally remember because I've been like, as if you'd forget that. And he was like, I'm sure I told you, son. And then, <laughs> and then they're trying to track down this lawyer for like eight months and he tells him this like very, very, very crucial piece of information about how to yeah. find him. Yeah. And then um so and then he was his dad's obsessed with getting the story on Dr. Phil and he was like I just listened to where they're talking and he's like, Yeah, yeah and he's like, This will be good if you find her and uh, maybe it can go on Dr. Phil and the two brothers just start pissing themselves. And he's like, this is literally like the 12th time Dad has brought up getting this on Dr. Phil. No, he wrote like a huge letter to Dr. Phil. He wrote a like full 12-page letter to Dr. Phil. And then he was like, yeah. Doc, um, and then he goes, why are you so obsessed with getting it on Dr. Phil? And the dad's like, oh, because Dr. Phil gets to the bottom of things. And this guy's like, I'm doing this for the biggest broadcasting like station in the country of Australia. I've literally flown all over the globe getting to the bottom of this. <laughs> yeah. It's its own son. <laughs> so, so funny. And I just love the New Zealanders responding to how, because she's super American Californian. And the mum's like, she came over here and was all like, D, da, American. And I was just like, all right then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's so, so good. good. And the girl who it's about, Leslie Manukian. Mm-hmm is so crazy like we're only halfway through but just so so nuts and just so funny and just comes up with all these crazy insane stories that are obviously just so fake yeah but she gets away with them i i don't love her but i kind of love her like i know i I don't love her at all because she ruined lots of people's lives but the extent of her craziness is just amazing yeah but then i think i think we're only halfway through this is why we might not for people who've listened to the whole thing, we might not be giving like the best picture because I was reading a few things about how it kind of maybe emerges that she has something actually wrong with her. Like to be making up all this stuff. It ha- like it has to be. This is the thing that I was thinking listening to it and it's actually the one semi serious thing I wanted to talk to you about it, which is like just off the bat doing the things that she's doing. 
is the result of someone who is not all there. Mm. Like, she's not like, who the hell is Hamish, where she's yeah. just making lots and lots and lots of money and stowing it away in, like, the Cayman Islands. Like, she's barely breaking even on these crazy <laughs> cords to scheme. It's the there honest things to, to want to do. Inside. Yeah. Yeah, like, she has a problem of some description. So I was like, is it kind of mean to put her name and her face out there for everyone to know and share these really embarrassing private details of her, like, emails? And, like, I just wondered if it's if it's right to do I don't know if I would do that personally. I think I'd feel a bit too guilty. Like maybe I'd I'd give her a fake name. Yeah, I know. But then it's also like you can't just wreck all these people's lives and get away with it. Yeah, exactly. It is in the public interest to know, I guess. Yeah. And also it feels like her parents are involved. Yeah, definitely. Which is so weird. But when they said that bit where they were like, it seems like a lot of the things she's doing are elaborate ways to pay her parents back for debts she's racked up on their credit card. I was like, this is incredibly relatable, but like, <laughs> yeah. it was crazy extreme. <laughs> yeah. Like when you rack up 30 grand debt on your parents' credit card, so you move to Hawaii and like create an elaborate scheme involving 11 people and a restaurant yeah. to pay them back. It's so strange. And um, the things that they said She's if she's smart enough to do all this, she would be smart enough to just run a legitimate business. I know. <laughs> They're like the business she was running in New Zealand that she skipped out on was actually doing quite well. <laughs> it, yeah, I feel like it's because she, yeah, she just couldn't be trusted with the money. If people just took the money away, like, you know, she shouldn't have been doing the accounting, should she? <laughs> really yeah exactly she's just all over the shop um also i started watching have you started watching unbelievable on netflix oh i'm gonna start watching it tonight i've heard so much about it yeah it's um i've only watched episode one it's got caitlin dever in it from Booksmart, our fave she's really really good in it but it's very intense yeah, I've heard the storyline, and I was like, oh, another one of those. Yeah, it was making me – I fully was feeling, like, super anxious after I watched it. couldn't sleep. Well, this is the thing. So I read that book that everyone's obsessed with. I'm halfway through. What the fuck is it called? Oh, <laughs> Three, Three Women by Lisa Tadeo. Oh, my you know God. Do you know what? This is so funny, Grace. This morning I was what? going through my notes on my iPhone, and my notes are just filled with me – putting shit in with no context Mm. just like random little notes and one was three women and I was like what the fuck is this and deleted it (laughs) and it's a book that someone obviously told me to read yes it's I mean it's it's fantastic like I read it on um the plane I'm nearly finished it a thing that's really gonna tie you over the edge is that the pull quote on the front is I literally could not put this down dot 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 wow dash Gwyneth Paltrow oh my god yes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's like three stories of three real women who this journalist interviewed and she fashioned talking to them over several years into kind of a fiction-like series of, not essays, they're like three stories that are like kind of woven together. But it's really, really, really good and really well written and kind of amazing when you know that it's real women. But I get, like the first story and the second story 
you just know it's leading up to some sort of assault and then it happens. And I was like, I'm just so sick of reading books that are about like women and sexuality and sex. And there's just always a horrendous story. Mm. Yeah, I know. That was like last night when I was watching it with Anton and it was a real uncomfortable watch, but I was like, Mm. I feel like it's so important that he's watching it with me because we're, we're, Mm. we're really aware of like, how many women have to go through that and you know it it shows her having to go to the clinic it shows her having to repeat her story the next morning like eight times over to different people for police Mm -hmm. statements and things like that and she's like do I really have to go through it again and then she has to write it out in full and then she's like lying on a table in the doctor's room while they take all these swabs and getting completely naked getting her whole body photographed like I don't know it's it's really uncomfortable but I feel like it's that's that part is good to see. Yeah, after the Brock Turner um, victim came out with her story and with her face a few months, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I should Google what her name is actually. Chanel Miller. Check. Yeah, Chanel Miller. Well done. When I first, when I searched it, it came up with Brock Turner and I typed in C-H-A and it said Brock Turner Channing Tatum. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Um, so when Chanel Miller, who was the victim in the Brock Turner case, came out this year, um, I went back and reread that whole victim impact statement that she delivered that mm. BuzzFeed posted. It's just so amazing. Like, it's such I should really just go and read that because it just gives you an exact glimpse of exactly what it's like to go through an assault like all the invasive procedures and then the months and months and months of being forced to relive it forced to go to court probably won't get found guilty anyway Mm. like it's just so bad and how she she said something like when he got given whatever the fuck it was like a 10 month sentence which is just insane um or whatever he was given she came out and she was like, he's, he, in every single news report, he's being labeled as the Stanford swimmer and I'm being labeled as the drunk girl at a party. Mm, exactly. Or like drunk, unconscious girl. Yeah, it's just revolting. Instead of like rapist. <laughs> yeah, Stanford exactly. Um, the system's so off jobs. Also, I watched a really good TV show on the plane, actually, which I think you should watch. I think you'd really like it. Mm-hmm. It's Scottish. Love. But it just came out. It's like a crime show. Have you seen Four Weddings and a Funeral? Yes, the movie. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Hugh Grant's yeah, obviously. my favourite yeah. human. So, you know, the gay couple and his partner dies and he reads the mm-hmm. really touching thing at the funeral. He's in it. <laughs> and <laughs> Kelly McDonald. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Kelly McDonald, who... um. You'd recognize that she was in like train spotting and stuff like that. She's super, super cool. Boardwalk Empire. So it's basically, it's kind of based on like Venable's case in England in the 90s where those two kids murdered the younger kid, that really horrible case. Mm-hmm. And it's like about a mum whose young son was murdered by a slightly older boy. And then 10 years later, because the boy's been, like, let out of prison once he turned 18 and given a new identity. She thinks she's found out who he is, and she puts his photo on Facebook (laughs) and is like, this guy's a child killer, and someone tries to murder him. Oh, my God. 
and then she gets taken to court for like soliciting a murder and so the guy who's pressing charges is this guy and you don't know the whole time whether she's got the wrong guy and it's just an innocent guy or if it is the guy that killed her son and now she could go to jail it sounds like drive (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's really so much like broad church like it's that vibe it's really good it's only four episodes i watched two episodes on the plane and then rushed home to finish watching it okay i'm gonna watch um also i feel like it's kind of a bit late now but i want to talk about um Tavi Jivison's piece on the cut. I haven't finished reading it. Can oh you just God. talk to me about it? How do you say her name? Tavi Jivison? I think I thought it was Gavin, Gavinson, but I don't know. Uh, Whatever. Tavi G. <laughs> I don't really know who she is. Like, I know, but I just never really knew. Yeah, so she launched that rookie... Yeah. magazine when she was like fucking four like she was like yeah. 11 years old the editor-in-chief and then she started acting like on broadway so she dropped off the radar for ages but i think yeah so so she wrote this big piece on the cut um all about how so yeah she launched her blog she had a blog and then she launched rookie and then Instagram became this huge thing and she sort of talks about how off the back of already having her blog and already having Rookie, she got a massive Instagram following from all the people who already knew who she was and then Instagram became like the main source of every, you know, like money making mm. and everything and her, she eventually had to shut down her magazine, her online magazine um, because it wasn't getting enough traffic because everything, everyone just wanted things on Instagram. And she talks about like who she would be without it. Um, and, and all about what Instagram actually is. And I, and I love it because she's just so open and honest about everything, even, even things that would probably put people off her. Um, Mm. and then she talks about how, I don't know. I just think that there's so with Instagram, it's such a, it feels like such a stupid topic because it's just something mm. that's so superficial and, you know, you feel dumb when you're just talking about Instagram all the time. But Instagram's like this huge thing in our lives right now that's much more than just this weird thing that we look at all the time. Uh, yeah, I feel like Instagram is, like, dictating our lifestyles in this weird way. Like, it's kind of become this – It's hard. I think the thing now with technology is that it moves so quickly that it's quite hard to see the ways it's impacted your life while it's happening – Mm. So I think in like 10 years time or whatever, when we're off it, we'll be able to see more clearly all the ways in which being on Instagram impacted our lives. But I feel like it literally is changing the wiring of my brain. Like I'm in not a constant mode of wanting photos, but like it's always this thing that I feel like is niggling in the back of my head in some way. Like if I put on an outfit that I like or if I'm at a certain place and I don't get a photo, I'll kind of kick myself afterwards or I'll be like, if I do get a photo, I'll be like, is this just embarrassing and weird? Like, just, <laughs> yeah. That's it how... just hovers over our heads constantly. It's kind of bizarre. Same. Like with Milan, I just didn't take many photos of all the cool things I was doing. And then I left and was like, oh, it would have been good to put up stuff. But like, but then I, I just don't care. But I feel like I, I feel like I care heaps, but I also don't care. And it's really confusing. Yeah. But then she was talking about how Instagram's all about she was like, it's literally just about being liked and being perceived by people in the way you want them to perceive you. So everything, so Instagram is your personal 
branding platform and a way that you can like reinvent yourself every single post you make. Yeah, a hundred percent. And how and how it's just the cycle of judging and being judged. Yeah, I think it's like I think if I post something on Instagram and I get lots of feedback that has this like hugely positive impact on how I feel about myself, like very tangibly. And then you just get more sucked into doing it again. Okay. What else can I do now? Where else can I get a nice picture of myself? Where else can I wear a nice outfit and like make it look blah, blah. And how do I get the photo and what's the background and all of that stuff. Mm. And it's kind of, it reminds me of when you're in high school and you, oh, sorry, like in whatever primary school, high school, and there'd be the summer holidays. And you'd think like, when I come back in February, I'm going to be different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if you yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd be like, I want to come back and be skinnier or have different hair or have perfect skin or wear cooler clothes or whatever it is. Like you have this buffer of time to kind of reinvent yourself. I think it's always something that people have done, have been interested in and care about, but we're just literally able to do it in this really immediate way now. Yeah. And she kind of talks. And I think that a lot of, I think a lot of, women who have become famous through Instagram really hate Instagram. Like they hate it, but they, they have this love hate relationship where with it, where it's like you hate that it's so crucial in your success. So you try and push away that, you know, like how Alexa Chung is constantly all the time. She's like, I'm not an it girl. And Mm. it's like, you are and that's fine and you're more than that for sure like you're a fashion designer mm. you do all of these other things but you have to kind of you do have to kind of acknowledge where you came from even if it's not somewhere you want to want to have come from yeah a hundred percent it's like that's the plat that's like the launching platform that gave you access to all of the things that you now actually prioritize more but that's always the reason why it happened and those are all all of the smartest influencers who have become a thing on instagram go and move into redirect their followers or redirect their kind of business into something that they want to do that's i think people see it's like a necessary evil and i understand why that is because it's like if you got on a role where you were doing well at instagram from a very early time and you're, you're now getting paid $10,000 for a sponsored post and that, to keep getting paid that much money, you have to post something every single day. I just think there's very few people on this planet that wouldn't then keep doing that. I know. Yeah, exactly. It reminds me of that girl, Asina O'Neill, who was like, I'm quitting Instagram. And everyone was like, wow. And now it's like, I mean, I hope she's happy, but like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you gave me the option of sitting in my apartment and writing articles every day or traveling the world being paid to do so in beautiful clothes and going to amazing restaurants for free and staying in amazing hotels, what would I choose? Yeah, and all you have to do is take pictures of yourself looking really nice. Like, It is – I mean, it is harder than it sounds. We can't take one photo of ourselves looking nice, but – but yeah. It takes a village. Yeah, literally. it does take a village. <laughs> Not saying that's easy or we'd all be doing it. Um, I was with my friend Kate in Shanghai and we were like trying to get photos before this event and it's just so funny. She was like taking photos of me in the bathroom. At first we were like, yeah, the bathroom would be a really good spot. And then down, she was like, is the bath a bit random? And it was just me with like a bath in the background. It was so weird. Oh, my God. So we had to try 
the bath a bit random. It's like the funniest picture. It's just me standing in front of the bath. <laughs> but you have to, you have to, when you put effort in, you have to try so hard and go to all these different mm. locations mm. and pose and look like an idiot and people walk past. God, my, like. Then you get a good shot and you're like, all worth it. Oh, no. It was so funny in Milan, though, because my friend Jamie is just like the most annoyingly beautiful human. And she's also. She just, I, th- I think she just knows what she's doing. So she'll, I feel like mm. when, when it's your job, you kind of know what you're doing. And she literally will like walk outside and go, can you take a photo of me? And I take two photos and she goes, cool, got it. And then I'm like, can you take one of me? And then 10 minutes later, I'm like, why do I look like this? Yeah, like we end up being much more high maintenance. Because yeah. we think we're low maintenance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But one of the quotes I love is she was like, Together, we've helped Instagram become its own multi-billion-dollar em- economy, the influencer industry, where people become brands and where brands reach people through other people, fueled by our attempts to solve the great mystery of how one looks in the eyes of another. Mm, she writes. She writes wow. so well. It's such a well-written piece. That's very like Aristotle. Mm. Very thought-provoking. Very thought-provoking. But you should all go like the photo of me with pizza in Milan. Yeah, before you read that article, fang a couple of likes to me and Izzy. A couple of follows wouldn't go astray. (laughs) Um, Did you see that Jonathan Van Ness came out as HIV positive? Yeah, I actually haven't read that profile yet, but I saw that it was extremely revealing. Has he written a book or he... He's written a book. Mm. It's so... so, I was crying, like full crying when I read it. Mm. Um, Because he reveals that he was yeah sexually abused as a child and then he grew up and became addicted to drugs he was addicted to meth and went to rehab twice Mm -hmm. and he sold sex to make money and then when he was i think 25 he fainted at a hair salon where he was working um and went to the doctors and found out he was hiv positive jesus yeah and so like he's had he's had a he's had a life what an amazingly like brave and incredible person he's just so unapologetically himself and mm. also so like optimistic and happy like he just makes people happy all the time yeah he's so positive. He's just incredible it just reminds me it's the reason i love rupaul's drag race so much it's the most life-affirming happy show because you just have all these people that have been through this unimaginable unimaginable adversity compared to what the average person goes through in their life like just mm beyond 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 and still are so fearlessly and unapologetically themselves and have just the most amazing personalities and just always upbeat and happy they just like they put everyone else to shame they really do i love them. i complain I just, when they don't have my almond milk brand at coffee shops i know i love him so much when i was reading it, i was just crying because you i feel like you just that's exactly it. When he's so positive and so happy and so caring towards other people on Queer Eye, you, and then you read about all of the stuff that's happened to him and just makes you just, just want to give him a little hug. I want him and, and Tony to go out. I thought they definitely did. No, they're trolling everyone. They keep trolling everyone, oh. which is really rude and mean. And Tony's also one of the hottest people I've ever seen in my life. He's like, out of control attractive Mm. like it's quite overwhelming yeah i love following him (laughs) (laughs) i love Um, is the show still on 
are they going to be doing more yeah, seasons? Yeah, they released a season recently. Mm. We were watching it last night at home. But I'd already seen it all. <laughs> um, it's funny, though. Like, if I think about it, I cannot think of one, actually, apart from, like, ASAP Rocky. I can't think of one male I follow on Instagram just because they're hot, apart from ASAP Rocky and Antony. I can't think of any. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I go and check on Justin Bieber's just to see if he's going crazy about Hayley Baldwin. Are they getting married this month or is that an urban myth? I feel like I was told they're getting married this month. Yeah, I think they are. Well, they're married. Okay. But I think they're having, yeah, their, like, like, having their big wedding. Yeah. Okay, I want to make my dress prediction right now. Mm-hmm. Carolina Herrera. Mm-hmm. Big princess gown. Like huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like thoddy Alexander Wang bodycon to the reception yeah agree and how's the hair gonna be like pulled back into a bun for the wedding and like out in a loose barrel curl at the reception yeah yeah i think you've nailed it yeah and dustin will wear just a suit and then some like insane tie-dye house of drew fucking ensemble to the reception yeah or he could wear some sort of slippers i wouldn't put it past him to wear some sort of silver suit to the reception yeah, that's yeah, that's a good that's a good call. Mm. I can see that too. Is it going to be star studded? I do feel like Haley might be the kind of person who's going to put like none of the VS girls in her bridal party because she won't want to be upstage. Yeah, well, I don't even know who she's close with. And I don't even think she's that close with anyone. She's close with Kendall, isn't she? That's it. Yeah, Kendall, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't think she'll she won't she won't be appear. It'll be her sisters. Yeah, it'll be her sisters and like her cousins. Mm. I really want it to happen. Same, I'm quite into that. It's been a while since like a big celebrity wedding. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence and her boyfriend are getting married this month too. Really? I mm. feel like we'll see no pictures. We'll see no. like one or two like weirdly blurry ones. Yeah. Just too too private. Who else? No one. Megan and Harry just ruined it for everyone else. I know. Just impossible to have an interesting celebrity wedding now because we'll be like, Oprah wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Shall we say goodbye? Let's wrap it up. Please. Actually, I wanted to say I'm quite stoked that we got that negative review because we got a negative review and then we posted it and then we got like heaps of positive reviews of people and I think it's because we got the negative one. They wanted to make us feel better, which I really actually needed. It did shake my confidence a bit. Yeah. So thank you to everyone who commented. We're also going to like. No, who left reviews plant... on our podcast thing. Yeah, left reviews on our podcast. We're going to leave fake negative reviews now <laughs> to kickstart. <laughs> to kickstart you all into gear. I'm going to be like boring and it's going to be like from like Grace O. Four, 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 four. <laughs> Um, yeah, because we got a negative one and it actually came when I was having a bad day and I messaged it to Grace and I was like, this is exactly what I did not need today. And then you had to message me back some positive vibes and then I woke up the next day to lots of positive reviews. So it was nice. Yeah, it's really nice. And I must say, I'm going to have a little brag moment that this is our only negative review. No, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, but we've had a few constructive criticisms, but that's that's good. Also, we are changing yeah, the music. We've heard we've we're had like three reviews about the music. We've, we've listened to the people. We hear you. We just we're need working to on figure it. it out. Yeah, give us time. We're seeing if I don't know Kanye is available. <laughs> yeah, we're reaching out to some recording artists. Beyonce, if you're listening, Beyonce. If anyone has like a I don't know, a track they want to create for us. We're very happy to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.